On today's episode of the show, we're going to talk about why expectations are rising for the Louisville football team and whether or not the team can live up to the rising win total projections. We'll talk about that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Little football talk, little basketball talk on today's episode of the show. We're going to begin by discussing rising win total projections for the Louisville football team and whether or not the Cardinals can live up to that expectation. We'll also talk about um, Jermaine Lolay being recognized as a comeback player of the year candidate for this upcoming season. And then we will transition into basketball talk where a report came out that stated that Louisville will be included in the 2024 Battle for Atlantis tournament field. So some exciting news. Um, but we're going to start out on the football side of things where the Cardinals win projections are continuing to rise further and further. If you looked probably back in, I'd say, the early parts of the offseason, early parts of the spring, most probably had it around seven and a half, maybe a little bit less than that. You know, seven was probably pretty normal at the time. And then it started to rise and rise. Well, now I want you to look at this graphic um, from FanDuel, which is one of our sponsors that we will talk about later on in the show. But as you can see on the graphic, Win total odds for Louisville, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, over, under, eight and a half wins. Obviously, based upon the odds here, um, the Sportsbook is assuming that Louisville's going to finish under eight and a half, but it's still pretty, pretty close, right? I'll leave that graphic up for just a little bit longer. Um, But nonetheless, this has become a pretty... Important talking point is that not only is Louisville continuing to build up more hype via their own fan base, but the hype is also building up not only in the national media, but the sports books as well. And when the sports books start to change odds, that's where things get a little bit interesting because, you know, there's the whole saying that Vegas knows best and and Vegas knows. And I understand that there are a handful or actually I'd probably venture out and saying a good amount of analysts that aren't buying into that hype on the Louisville. Um, uh, Locked on ACC co-host Kenton Gibbs said in the uh, Ultimate College Football ACC preview that, you know, he was in wait and see mode for Louisville, but it was going to depend on how good Jack Plummer could be. Um, But he's not the only one that is under this style of thinking. There are people that have Louisville slated to finish around the middle of the pack. But if you ask the Louisville fan base, and now you look at the Vegas odds, 
it seems like Louisville has started to become more and more of a trendy selection to be the true dark horse in the ACC. And I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but I mean, it's starting to become more, it's starting to shift from being a wishful thinking type situation to, okay, this is a real possibility here, but I'm not here to discuss that or there um, because I've said multiple times that I could see Louisville winning nine games. I could see them winning around seven to eight games, Um, but I will hammer this point home right now. The expectations or the rising win totals keep rising further and further. And the margin of error for Louisville as the expectations grow gets slimmer and slimmer because let's be honest, eight and a half over under eight and a half. That is a pretty lofty expectation. Obviously that's not an expectation and that's not saying that Louisville was expected to win over eight and a half, but just the notion that that is a conversation that we are having a little over a week away from the season means that the hype surrounding this team in year one under Jeff Brom is very, very real. Now, whether or not you buy into that hype, well, that that's for you to decide. Uh, like I said, I'm very optimistic. I'm also in wait-and-see approach, as I try to be with everything, um, rather than being overly optimistic or overly pessimistic. But the margin of error, like I said, gets smaller and smaller and smaller the more you talk about nine wins as opposed to eight wins, the more you talk about 10 wins as opposed to nine wins. Because let's be honest, I understand that Louisville has a, on paper, very team-friendly schedule. I'm not here to argue that. But what I am saying is that as friendly as the schedule is, we've talked pretty in-depth on this show saying that as friendly as the schedule may be, don't overlook some of these teams. Some of these teams are pretty solid teams. I mean, there are going to be a handful of toss-up games. Now, are they going to lose every 50-50 game? Probably not. Are they going to lose every game that they're supposed to lose? Possibly not. But are they going to win every game that they're supposed to win? That is the number one thing that I'm looking at this year. History tells us no. Because I hate to say it, but historically, we talked about it in the last episode Louisville has been a program that almost always, once a season at least, loses to a team that they are not supposed to. Now you have a new coaching staff. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. I'm just saying that even with the coaching changes every single time, it seems like the same trend happens. Louisville loses to a team that they're not supposed to. And that's not just a Louisville issue. I mean, that's an issue all across the board, right? So you're – putting this team in a position to where they're not really able to put a ton of error on the field. I think that you can get to over eight and a half, but how does the team get there in the remainder of this segment? We're going to talk about that. We talked about the um, we've talked uh, in the past about what games that I think Louisville's going to win. And we're going to name those off. I think they're going to beat Georgia tech. I think they're going to beat Murray state, Indiana and Boston college. I think they're going to start out four and So there's four wins right there. You're almost half of the way there. 
Um, there's some toss-up games. I think you're going to beat Virginia Tech, and I think you're going to beat Virginia. That's six wins. You're bowl eligible off that alone, assuming you take care of business, right? Well, we'll see. The six remaining games I can see being either toss-up games or games in which Louisville is likely not to win. Uh, we're going to look at the toss-up games. I think that, honestly, you could make a case that all of these are toss-up games. I do think that Louisville is not going to be favored coming into that game against Notre Dame unless the Fighting Irish uh, go on a little bit of a losing streak to start the season. I mean, you look at their schedule. It is interesting because they do have some easy games, but looking at their schedule, they have two road games at NC State and Duke before they play Louisville, and they also host number 3 Ohio State on September 23rd. So who knows? Right now, Notre Dame is favored, but at this point in time, eh. We'll see. Favored or not favored, there's six games to where Louisville needs to split the next. They need to split three of these six. We're talking about NC State, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, Duke, Miami, and Kentucky. Can they split these games? You're damn right they can. Are they going to split these games? Well, that is the that is the conversation that we're trying to have here. And I think that that's one of those that it's almost like we just kind of have to wait and see. So, um. I mean, I, I get it. I understand that the expectations are lofty. I'm just saying that, you know, if you're going to raise these expectations, know that the margin of error becomes slimmer and slimmer and slimmer as you go on. Because, I mean, let's be honest, there's not that much separating eight and four and 10 and two. I mean, you're talking about possibly a couple plays at the end of a game. You're talking about uh, one drive that ends up hurting you. Now, Grant said you can't blame everything on one moment, which I understand, but a lot of times there are make-or-break make plays, especially in the ACC when you're playing on the road. So um, I think that Louisville has a better chance of beating teams like Pittsburgh, Duke, and potentially Miami than they do NC State, Notre Dame, and Kentucky. But there is an avenue to get to that over 8.5 mark set by FanDuel. That is winning the six games that you're supposed to win, the most likely avenue, because obviously there's multiple, winning the six games that you're supposed to win, and then splitting three of the six that are maybe not toss-up games, but they're probably going to be closer than the six that you're supposed to win, right? So expectations are rising. Win totals projections are rising. The margin of error gets slimmer. There still is, is an avenue to get there, but we're starting to play um, – you know, we're starting to play a game to where you're raising expectations very, very high for year one of a coaching staff. I'm not saying it can happen. I'm just stating the obvious. So um, we're going to continue on along into football talk. Jermaine Lole missed almost the entirety of last season with an elbow injury. He's back working with the team and has been recognized as a candidate for comeback Player of the Year. We'll talk about why the Long Beach, California native could be a player that could earn those honors. And we will do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at BetterHelp. BetterHelp has been a very, very solid sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Very, very grateful for what they bring to the table. Um, you know, mental health definitely matters. Um, whether you are uh, dealing with something that has been going on for a long time or, you know, you have some other mental stuff going on, 
whether it be internally or externally. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnCollege. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, moving on along into the second segment of the show. We're continuing on along talking about football. Um, Jermaine Lolay is a player that I was very, very excited about. Uh, going into last season, transferring in from Arizona State, a player that had played his way onto respective draft boards uh, before the the season, but um, there was the issue of whether or not you know he was gonna be able to stay healthy. Uh, had dealt with some injuries at Arizona State, but um, was projected to you know have a good season at Louisville. Unfortunately, game one he gets hurt against Syracuse and undergoes season-ending elbow surgery. Now, thankfully for Louisville, they had guys like Dez Tell and Jared Dawson be able to step up to the plate on the interior of that defensive line and be able to um, make ends meet for the Louisville defense, and they did a damn good job with it. Um, But you still had some issues with depth. Now you address the depth. You have Tell back. You have Dawson back. Tawfiq Thomas is projected to have a solid role. Granted, you're playing a 4-2-5 base defensive package now rather than a 3-4. So um, different uh, scheme fits in terms of interior defensive linemen, potentially playing multiple. Um, Lole, according to the coaching staff, has been practicing with the team. He has looked healthier and healthier as the offseason has gone along. And... um, I think it's no surprise that the former Pac-12 standout started receiving um, a ton of praise and on Tuesday afternoon was named a uh, Comeback Player of the Year candidate by ComebackPlayers.com. I think that this is a situation for Lole to where is he going to start out right away being a starter? Probably not. I, I think that that is more of an indication of how good Des Tell is. I think that, um, you know, um, you have Ramon Perrier as well on the interior of that defensive line that I think is going to play a very, very solid role for the Cardinals this season. Outside of that, Jared Dawson is competing for that spot. You have players like Toffee Thomas who is another guy that I think is going to see a significant amount of time for Louisville 
on the interior of the defensive line. And then you have some transfers. Rodney McGraw from Penn State. Uh, Jeff Clark from Georgia State. Whether those two players are going to be in the plans of the uh, defensive line this season or not, they are still solid depth pieces. Um, Brom also brought on Micah Carter from St. X, Wu Spencer from Mail and New Albany, and also um, um, Sadiq Clements from Henderson County in the 2023 class. So you have some depth via the high school class as well. But I think that Low Lay is going to be a solid depth piece right away with the opportunity to potentially play himself into the starting role um, at some point midseason. But Jeff Brom stated that he's going to be substituting a lot. He wants to keep his guys fresh. He wants to keep his guys aggressive. And one way to do that is making sure that, you know, they are not fatigued in the game and, the way to do that is to make sure that you are substituting in. This is a good problem to have if you're Louisville. I think that having this depth defensively is something that we haven't been able to say almost at any time um, over the past handful of years uh, for the Cardinals. It, it's such a good problem to have, and I think that Lole is going to benefit from this. Um, I think that uh, a player who was a very, very solid interior pass rusher but also very good at – um, getting tackles. I mean, he had 71 tackles back in 2019. He had six and a half sacks that year. That was the season that played him onto the NFL draft radar. I think that that production obviously might not be matched uh, with Louisville this year, but I think that that talent obviously is still there. And if he can stay healthy, and that is a big if because he has to stay healthy, but if he's able to stay healthy, there is no telling what the ceiling could be for not only him individually, but for this defensive line uh, group as a unit, because I think that that could be one of the main strengths for this team this year. And one of the reasons why, despite the coaching change, I feel optimistic about this defense because of the continuity on defensive line. Last year's defensive line was perhaps the best that Louisville has had since, I mean, what, 2016? I would say I'd say probably 2016, and that was a very good defensive line um, for the Cardinals on that team. So I'm not saying that lightly. I am very, very excited to see what Lole brings to the table, but I'm glad that he's getting this recognition. I think that he is definitely a guy that could continue to resurface his stock in the NFL draft circles. Um, you know, with his size being six foot three, 310 pounds. Um, you know, a veteran guy on this defensive line. Hopefully, you know, he hasn't lost a step due to injury. I don't think he would with it being an elbow injury. I just hope he's able to continue to stay healthy. And if he stays healthy, I think he's going to make a positive impact on the team. You have to understand, he came to the team late last year, uh, transferred in late um, and had to fight for his position finally got to game week and got hurt almost immediately in the season. So not able to build a ton off of that. And um, hopefully he's able to stay healthy. And if he does, like I said, very, very solid opportunity for him to have a great season. Um, but obviously we will see what his role is week one. Taking a little bit of a step back, um, switching gears over to the basketball side of things, Louisville, there was a report that came out 
on Tuesday that the Cardinals were going to be included in the battle for Atlantis Field in 2024, despite it being not this upcoming season. Very significant news for Louisville, and we'll explain why here after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. Also, Locked on the Louisville fans, the two-part Ultimate College Football Preview is live on Locked on ACC. Um, I was a part of one of the Locked on ACC's episodes to talk about Louisville. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Five days a week, your team, every day. Do want to give a shout out to my good friend Lance McGarvey, uh, PA announcer for the Louisville men's basketball team. Decided to throw on some Lou City merch today. He also is the PA announcer for Louisville City uh, since the club's adoption back in 2015. Want to give a shout out to him, good friend of the show. Hope you're doing good, buddy, and um, excited to see um, how this year goes for you. But speaking of Louisville men's basketball, A report came out on Tuesday that the team, or the program, I should say, was going to be involved in the battle for Atlantis in 2024, according to John Rothstein, a CBS Sports College Basketball Insider. The other teams in the uh, group include Gonzaga, Davidson, Creighton, Indiana, Arizona, Oklahoma, and West Virginia. That is a pretty, pretty solid group. I think that, um, you know, you have good teams from all across the country. Um, there really hasn't been much more news than just that report. There hasn't even been official announcement. Um, obviously, no matchups either. This is a um, tournament that Louisville's played in a couple times. And they've made it to the championship game in both. They lost to Duke in 2012. They lost to Baylor in 2016 in that debacle down in Atlantis. Um, but I'm I'm glad that they're back in this event. I am a huge fan of um, early season tournaments like the Maui Invitational um, that Louisville was in recently, the Battle for Atlantis, uh, so on and so forth. I think it's great for hoops. I am a big fan of college basketball, so obviously I would like it. I love it when my team is involved, but I understand that there are some people that don't like it. Um, They view it as tacky or they just don't think that it's a good brand of basketball, which I I really don't understand because it's usually pretty solid teams going up against each other in a tournament-like setting to where if you don't win, you're out of the tournament, which I, I see no drawback of being included in that. For Louisville, it makes sense. No brainer, hands down, because you get to compete against some very solid teams. There's urgency involved, you know, having to win. And it's some solid tests right away early on in the season. I mean, no disrespect to mid-major teams or um, anything of that sort. But 
I mean, there is a clear advantage. I mean, obviously you might hurt your win-loss record, but you're building your strength of schedule. You're possibly building your RPI, your net ranking. Um, now, granted, who knows what really goes into the tournament rankings, but I don't think it really can hurt you unless you just go over for 2 and just look absolutely terrible. But I think that this was especially interesting to talk about because of Louisville not being involved in the ACC Challenge um, for this upcoming season. That's something that a lot of people were, were really, really struggling with, um, believing that, well, they were left out. They were one of the only teams that were left out. The ACC Big Ten Challenge, um, you know, I'm sorry, the ACC SEC Challenge, I should say. My apologies. Um, but... I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to sit here and throw a pity party. I mean, they just weren't included, and it is what it is. Now, granted, this is for this upcoming season and not next upcoming season, but I think that this puts to rest those, well, Louisville's just not viewed the way they should be as a program anymore. They're viewed as a laughing stock um, by the nation, and they're never going to recover and look at this, we're viewed under Boston College. And I can't tell you what happened for this year's challenge, but them being included in the battle for Atlanta shows that obviously there still is some um, there's some significant viewpoint of Louisville on the national scale. Now, is it how Louisville fans view the Cardinals program? Oh, 100% no. Uh, Louisville fans view themselves as a blue blood, and I'm, I've seen national – uh, I've seen people on social media, fans of other teams on a national scale, suggest that Louisville is a worse program than insert team here. And I'm like, are we serious right now? Were you born in 2011? Um, but nonetheless, I, I thought this was very interesting. I think that this is a great opportunity for Louisville. Love that they're back into this event. Um, hopefully they are able to do what they couldn't do in the past two times in this event and win it all. But um, I think that it kind of puts to rest this notion that everyone views Louisville as a laughing stock. Look, I think that the Cardinals need to get back to where they need to be. And probably the perception of this program is not the greatest. But I think a lot of people view Louisville as sort of a sleeping giant type program. Um, and I think that this decision is, is one that really um, sort of epitomizes that. So, but that is going to wrap up today's episode of the show. To find the show on all streaming services and social media, be sure to stay tuned to this graphic.